morning, campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. And Erica, say hi. <laughs> What's up, you cool cats? Cool cats. Look at that. Cool, cool cats and kittens. Coolest cats on the block. See, that just makes me think of Carol Baskin. Ah, uh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Tiger King 2 is out. I have not watched it. I have. I started watching one episode, and they're talking about, like, this isn't even this is not what this episode is about but we're, <laughs> we about it real quick. we're already on it we're already, already derailing we're doing it yeah we're doing it they're talking about how like you know her husband uh went missing of course and there's all the theories about that how she murdered him right but they're like after this much time you don't think he would try to contact his children like even if he was trying to be off grid and like off the map or whatever you don't think he, after all these years he would like contact somebody or slip up like usually if somebody slips up at that point yeah so even if she didn't kill him, there's a chance he's probably just dead. And if so, where? Did you see, too, that she said he might have uh, crashed his plane into the Gulf? Because she said supposedly he, you know, I don't know where I read this, so take this for a grain of salt. But I, I'm pretty sure I read this in a news article. <laughs> um, but she said that he used to fly, but he didn't have his pilot license. So he couldn't, like, fly, like, through big uh, airports. So he would always take off. And she said he, she thinks that he basically crashed his thing into a you know the gulf but it's like oh I mean, that would be so convenient you know instead of feeding them to your tigers right <laughs> yeah it is convenient and it also could like it could be a real thing but i feel like after watching the first tiger king i was just like everybody involved in this is pretty terrible like <laughs> they're all so shady like and they show you like on this first episode how all of them are still like banking and cashing out because now joe exotic's in jail so they're because of the success of tiger king people are going to see those shitty people and it's like no we don't glorify them like and even like carol baskin the amount of like death threats and shit she got girl like she don't need that yeah uh, but we're not talking about Tiger King today. No, we just we're, we're here for the animals and those sweet kitty cats. Okay. Yes, we <laughs> so. are. Instead, we are going to be doing another Campfire Tales, and we're going to be taking viewer submissions because that's one of our favorite things to do. Yeah, we are seriously so elated that you guys have been so receptive to sending us your own stories and experiences. We love reading them because every time we read them, it not only adds to the list of all these weird, you know, things that are happening in this universe, but it's also cool things that we can go, ex you know, explore for ourselves because maybe we haven't heard of that thing or, you know, that particular haunted place. So Thank you all for being so involved so far. It has been so wonderful to read your stories. And we also get like a variety of different subjects. Today you guys are going to hear a little bit about some paranormal stuff. Maybe some kind of uh, UFO stuff. Maybe yeah. a bunch of different things. So <laughs> if you want to leave those stories, we're open to suggestions for everything. Like on the last episode, we asked about if you had local legends and like vampire lore. It could be any local legend, any, you know horror thing you grew up with whatever it is we want to hear it and it could potentially have a spot in a future episode and we get tons and tons of emails uh usually we do anywhere from like two to five at most on each episode so please be patient we're going through it and we're excited to read your stories yes super pumped we love it um we've been starting these off with like a, a spooky story of our own i don't know if you have anything you want to go in with erica hmm. um but I've had I have so many weird things, but I yeah. would love to hear yours. <laughs> so this, a lot of the time I talk about my mom and things she's experienced, which I probably will do later once we talk about one of these stories. Um, however, I would say I'm like slightly spirit sensitive, probably not as much as other people will be. Uh, but growing up, 
I was about four years old. This is when we were living in Pennsylvania. And uh, I went to go to bed one night. And I think I might, I don't know if I talked about this fully here, but I was sleeping in my mom's bed because I was a kid. You know what I mean? And um, she went out the room, left the light on. And I went to lay down, but I wasn't tired. I was like very visibly awake, you know, hyped up on sugar or whatever kids do. (laughs) And my doll that was laying across on the floor for me got up and walked at me. And I was so like petrified with fear that I physically couldn't like get the words out. Um, And I literally like until I got closer to my bed and then I started screaming and my mom came in the room and the doll was just on the floor next to my bed. And she was like, oh, you must have been sleeping. You like you're totally seeing stuff. But like, even if that wasn't true. And again, I was a four year old. So it's like, how do you have that much? I was like four or five. So how do you have that much information retained? Like I could physically (laughs) picture that room, like the way I felt seeing everything still to this day. And that was like a house we lived in for a year. Like it wasn't the house I grew up in. Like it was someplace else. So the fact that I can remember it so vividly freaks me out. But even if that wasn't the case and it actually moved, it went from across the room to next to my bed, and I didn't do that at all. Yeah, So no. <laughs> she threw out the doll, which I thought was the end of that. Uh, apparently, one of my cousins took the doll out of the trash can, and then on my, I want to say maybe my 10th birthday, they gave it to me in a shoebox, okay? And this is like at the time when you're a kid, you know, you open your presents in front of all your friends and family, yeah, it's a joyous occasion. <laughs> There's literally me thinking I'm getting like some Adidas or something and I open it up and it's the doll and you just see me like in the photos is just like the doll flying in the air, me hysterically, like hysterically <laughs> crying. Okay. And they just thought it was a funny thing, but like I'm literally fucking traumatized from this doll. And I'm going to post the doll on the Reddit because it looks so fucking stupid. It's this little fucking... <laughs> cute blonde baby with pigtails right and its tongue is magnetic and it has a lollipop so it like sticks out and it licks the lollipop and that's like its whole fucking thing um but yeah like they, they just really fucked me up with that so even if it wasn't a thing the fact that they thought it would be a funny prank gift when i was clearly traumatized by it was not cool with me i didn't like yeah. that at all and yeah. and again there's so many weird stories about dolls and things which i'm sure we could talk about you got annabelle you have robert the doll the um, doll island i think is the thing yeah yeah Ooh, i don't want it there's even tons of horror movies we have like chucky and like literally dolls like tons yeah. and tons of stuff i mean i wonder if puppet masters would count as dolls because they're like mm, little yeah. like yeah that's like puppets too man i don't want that shit yeah like, like um ventriloquists <sighs> and they're dummies man mm-hmm. like classic goosebumps right there classic goosebumps there's even like a buffy episode about that too uh, <laughs> like in the first season i think you'd really it's a really good episode so that set kind of stuff freaks me out so if you have a story like that i'd love to hear because i know not everybody believes in that uh but that's something that's just so bizarre and i don't know if that's like i could understand if i was really tired maybe i could imagine it but i know it was across the room from me and then it was next to me like it was next to me and then it backed up a little bit and it was on the ground closer to me than when i put it down with my toys right um so that was well, I mean, cool. it, that goes along the lines of too is is could uh, possessions or you know other world beings possess mm-hmm. inanimate objects? You know, maybe not 100%. necessarily even dolls. You know, these could be other types of like items over time. You know, so uh, I totally I, think yeah. Mm. If I ever have kids, they're not having any dolls. <laughs> like period. No dolls. You try to get it for Christmas? Nope, it's out the window. Absolutely not. 
You get this Optimus Prime and Starscream Transformer. That's what you get. That's what you get. You get uh, literally not that. No Ouija boards. (laughs) No no dolls. dolls. No. Well, it's like it's so funny because with Annabelle, they make it in the movies look like this menacing fucking doll. And then the actual Annabelle doll is like a Raggedy Ann doll. Like it's actually like so cute like it's just a little yeah it's like oh that's someone handmade that that's from a small business you know like, yeah 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 small business <laughs> annabelle you know that. like um but oh bless bless their hearts you got to make it scary though right dolls Ugh. you know i would say probably one of the uh scariest times that i've ever had uh was when i was in scotland uh and it was a really weird situation where um, I every time I've gone to Scotland, I've pretty much done everything like scary from ghost tours to like actual tours through like the Greyfriars Kirk, which is like the big graveyard there where um, there is a lot of mass death um, to, you know, just random spots that are like haunted uh, around the area. And uh, prior uh, to the events that happened that night, I would say, um, you know, it was a pretty normal evening. We were hanging out with friends. Uh, it was a good time. You know, we did go do a ghost tour uh, through the underground in uh, Edinburgh, where basically a lot of people had burned alive uh, because of the conditions of the time. And it was just a really tragic place. Um, I personally didn't feel anything, you know, negative or any type of like creepy feeling there. Uh, so I just basically, you know, we went to it, we all had a good time. And even the person, uh, one of the people that was with us, she really wasn't one of a person who really liked scary things. Uh, but she actually was like, Oh, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, so, you know, fast forward after that, we all were hanging out that night and then, you know, we all went to bed. Well, you know, I fall asleep every night to, uh, TV. So I had my, you know, my Netflix on or something in the background and then, um, I fall asleep. Well, I wake up later on in the night to, uh, basically I was on, uh, my left side was facing the outside of the bed and the, uh, the place we were staying in was actually a place in Edinburgh where it was, uh, basically old town Edinburgh where a lot of people that, you know, died from the plagues and the fires and everything. Uh, it was basically where, you know, people were buried under us. Uh, so, you know, a very haunted vibe. And I will say the place itself was pretty creepy. Like our room was, it was a cute little Airbnb, but like in the middle, like the, the windows open up and it's like this like this little round like courtyard that you can't get to that like looks really fucking creepy there's all these like stones that just look you know it just looks scary (laughs) so basically that night um I was sleeping and I wake up to someone whispering in my ear and it was a man and like it was one of those things where you know when you hear your alarm clock going off and you're like oh something's happening something's happening like I need to wake up that's basically what it was is you know I could I could almost feel like this guy like his breath and everything like in my ear just just like chanting something and I I literally couldn't make it out but then I I realized what was going on and I I woke up abruptly and I could immediately sense something off in the air in the room it was like you know I've had a lot of experiences in my time and I think we all have and it's like you know times where you can feel something watching you but, you know, it's like you can feel it, but it's not necessarily something that makes your stomach turn. This made my stomach turn. And um, basically, I, I like I was shaking so much that, you know, my husband wakes up and he's like, what's going on? I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. I don't want it to acknowledge. I don't want to acknowledge that I even know it's in the room. Like, I just don't even want to, like, interact with it. 
and I try to fall back asleep. And then all of a sudden my husband starts like convulsing out of the bed, like shaking, like, like off the bed, I would say like two inches. Like this is like his entire body shaking. And when I finally wake him up, I'm like, wake, I'm like yelling and, and I'm afraid I'm like waking everybody up in this Airbnb. So I feel terrible, but I'm like yelling his name because I don't know what's going on. And he jumps out of bed and he like jumps across the room. And it was almost like he was like, what just happened? And so like, it, it, it was just this weird situation where I woke up to someone's like in my ear it, it, it like, I don't know if whatever happened, like jumped into my husband or like, just like, I don't know, but it was like one of the worst feelings I've ever had because it was just this feeling of dread. And it was just like the, the air just felt negative. And I, it's so hard to like, you know, I, you know, it, someone could explain it like, Oh, were you traveling? Yeah, I was traveling. You know, I didn't get much sleep the night before, you know, and it could be one of those things where it was like me imagining these things. But in like my 35 years of life on this earth, you know, I've never had any type of tremor. Like I'm usually a person, anybody who knows me, I don't need a lot of sleep. I just need food. <laughs> like coffee is all I need in this world to exist. You give me coffee and like scones and I'm good, you know? So it's like one of those weird situations, but that's to me, one of the most negative feelings I've ever had. And one of the most negative experiences I've had, like with the, the spiritual, like unknown, I, you know, it's, I don't know. Has anybody else experienced anything like with someone waking, like some, some feeling while they were sleeping, knowing that like, you can feel something happening. Like it's like one of those things where like, when you sleep, do you feel things that happen in your dreams? Like, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's really hard for me to think it was anything else, though. Yeah. Like, what else could it possibly be, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's so weird because even to the, like to this day, I can hear, like, the tone of the voice. I just wish I knew what was being said. Yeah. It was obviously a Scottish man, so. <laughs> I mean, and I do don't you, know. Do you feel like, I know you were uncomfortable and you didn't want to acknowledge and stuff, but do you feel like it was, like, negative? Yeah, absolutely. It was like, honestly, like I felt things like, like when I felt my grandma, I felt like I knew it was her presence, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like it was like negative. Yeah. But with that, like, I honestly, like there was just something about the way everything happened and like the way that the tone was in my ear that I was like, something's off. Like I like was something was immediately off. Yeah. Yeah. The weird thing is, too, is um, the person that was there, too, um, sleeping, uh, she had, like, a um, a mirror that was, like, a one that you charge, basically, and she couldn't get it to work while she was in that Airbnb, but then when we got to the next place, it was working fine. So, like, she she was, like, she told me when we, we got to the next Airbnb, she was, like, I didn't want to say anything while we were there because of everything that happened, but she's, like, I could not get my thing to turn on, and she's, like, I knew it was a full charge, and she's, like, as soon as I got here, it was a full charge. So I don't know if it was like something draining. Like it was just, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Weird, a weird situation. <laughs> Would you ever go there again? I mean, absolutely. Because I honestly believe that that place definitely had something happen. And like I, I, for the longest time, I was like kind of contemplating like, should I reach out to the Airbnb owner and be you like, should. yo, have you like had anything happen? And like, the weird thing about it too, is I will say this. You know, if if we want to be a scully and be logical, you know, earlier on that night in the haunted tour in the underground, she did talk about a um, 
she did talk about this ghost of a guy there who was called like uh, the whisperer and he would follow people and whisper in their ears. Okay. So I don't know if was I hallucinating? I, like I said, in my entire life, I've never like even being sleep deprived. I've never, you know, like had hallucinations in my entire life. I've never woken up to anything like that or experienced anything like that. Yeah. So that's, you know, but we always talk about how we want to go. Like it's our dream here at Camp Cryptid to go to, to England and to Scotland and to Europe and maybe to, like Dracula's castle one day oh, and like do yeah. all these cool things and like try to experience these things and like maybe do like video blogs yeah, and like just, ex- you know, I don't want to have a whole ass crazy experience. I just want to be like, hmm, is this haunted? Yes or no. Like I don't need to have the scary stuff happen to me. I don't need that in my life. It's terrifying. It was terrifying. Yeah, dude. Especially because I'm sure, like, the same way I said earlier, I can literally picture myself in that room, everything that was happening, the way I felt. Like, I'm sure it's very vivid. And yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when it's that vivid to somebody, like, there's no way that it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Man. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, scary stories. Man, dolls and dolls and whispering ghosts, I'm telling you. Um, I do think that this kind of, like, segues into taking some of our viewer submissions if that's okay with you oh i would love that we've had so many good submissions like over the course of this time of just being like starting camp cryptid that it's been so overwhelming and literally we get so excited when you guys write us so thank you so much for making our day with that yeah, we'll hop on FaceTime and be like, did you see this person said this? That's pretty crazy. We should talk about it. So Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, nice. too, is it just like so many things that you, you all write us about. There, there are some are like local legends that we've never even heard of. So it's just amazing to add these to like our, our little database of, of weird shit going down. <laughs> so here is our campfire tale. So this one is going to come from Fabian, and he says that he's from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, the house that his parents still live in is where the story takes place he was about eight or nine years old um and say it was about 1992 he says i was home alone and just playing with my toys and stuff in the basement nothing special uh it was just under hold on why is he okay he's eight or nine i was like why is he that young playing at home did your parents ever (laughs) leave you at home that young I mean, I was, like, babysitting my little brother at, like, seven. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, for a second, I was like, how old are you? I'm that, that's think- probably, like, that 90s life, though. That 90s, yeah. like, pre, yeah. like, everything is terrible yeah, life. early like- 90s, okay, because I was born in 93, Hold so I guess it was different for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, that just shook me for a minute. <laughs> that's um, what I, that's what I thought, too, and I was like, wait, this is probably a different time. Yeah. The basement was underdeveloped, just concrete walls and a few pole chains. Out of nowhere... I heard a chair being pulled from the table in the kitchen on the main floor. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my parents are home. Weird, I didn't hear the door open. So I go upstairs, head to the kitchen, and no one is home. The kitchen chairs are still at the table, and none of them were moved. Again, I think to myself, that's weird. So I go back down to the basement. Right as I get downstairs, I hear footsteps coming from the kitchen. Down the hall, then some footsteps start coming in down the stairs. I panic and grab a hockey stick because I think someone broke in. Now the way... That the stairs are, you can't see anyone until they reach the bottom due to a wall on both sides of the stairs. So there I am waiting for whatever the hell is coming down the stairs with a stick to swing. And those footsteps stop at the very last step. It's almost like time stopped because I remember standing there ready to swing for what seemed like hours. Just waiting for whoever it was to step out from the last step. I'm not sure how much time went by, but I heard my parents unlock the side door of the house 
which is at the top of the basement stairs. They come in, call my name, and I run towards them up the stairs. Absolutely nothing is blocking my path. I start bawling my eyes out and telling them what happened. My dad says, oh, it must have just been your imaginations, but I got goosebumps telling this story again. Uh, my parents' house is for sure haunted. My parents' house is for sure has something going on because over the years, other stuff had happened to myself and my sister. Even my mom said she's had stuff happen. It's weird because now that house was built in 1982 in a new community, so who knows? Me and my sister joke around saying that stuff has happened to my dad, but he doesn't want to believe it. Uh, so, very like poltergeisty, right? We talk about this all the time. Absolutely. Where, like, where things yeah. are moving around. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, why is it always like the dad who's like, no, no, it's not real. It can't happen. You're like, dad, those those cabinets literally all just opened and shut and a knife just flew. No, it's no. the masculine urge to be right that there are no ghosts. That's what it no. is. It's the masculine no urge ghosts. for that. Yeah. Um, Guys, just admit it. Just let it just flow. Just let it flow. Well, I think that's also just like <sighs> there's always got to be like a skeptic, right? You can't all be always. believers. But when that many people in your own home are saying that. I think that's pretty crazy. I had, so this is kind of related, but not, uh, my friend John had told me and messaged me about uh, seeing a ghost in his childhood home, right? And he was like telling me like his sister saw and all this stuff. He messaged me on Thanksgiving. It was like my neighbor and I were talking and they said they also saw the ghost. Like, I think that the neighbor came to him talking about it. So he was like, all right, well, that freaks me out now because, like, they came to me and said yeah. this. So you got multiple people saying, like, hey, mm-hmm. yo. <laughs> and that makes you feel, like, a little less crazy because you're like, all right, even if this is happening, at least I'm not the only one seeing it. Like, Well, I feel like, too, people just worry that if you say something that's, like, not ex- explainable, like, in a common sense, like they'll, they'll think that people will think they're crazy. So that's why I feel like sure. a lot of people withhold, you know, like, stories. But it's like, no, bring it on. <laughs> It's always that fear of, like, of of thinking you're crazy and not being able to show people what's really going on. And you see that constantly in horror movies. They'll be like, here's this thing that happened. I'm going to show you. And then you go there and nothing's happened. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. That's like when my whenever something breaks on my PC and I go to show someone and then it works again. I'm like, you fucker. (laughs) You know what I I mean? It's always always that situation. So. Um, yeah I mean baby and that's that's pretty crazy though I mean a lot of people have heard footsteps I mean footsteps are a very common phenomena I mean I feel like especially because like I mean could you say was an old house creaking sure but like man if you've never heard that before it would be weird that it's just that one time that you know yeah I also respect that you went and you got like a a full Steve Harrington moment and you just got like a hockey stick instead hell yeah we love that ready to go at like eight you're like I'm taking it down hell Uh, yeah that's a signs of a badass (laughs) yes absolutely you are the main character absolutely you are the main character final boy (laughs) yes we love that so the next submission comes from Juan in Lompoc California I think Lompoc is the way you pronounce that but also I'm from the midwest so (laughs) if i'm pronouncing that wrong i'm sorry i'm so stupid okay um you're not stupid it's just words are really really hard and english is the hardest yeah (laughs) exactly um so this is about agnes of harris grade so if anybody around the area knows about this this is apparently a local legend so we love this um and this is basically about uh, a ghost lady that haunts a stretch of windy road with no artificial light in between santa maria and lompoc and she appears in the rear view seats when looking through the rear view rear view mirror <laughs> that is a tongue twister 
Um, my friend's uncle said he heard her scratching on his roof, and when he looked into the rearview mirror, he saw her for one moment, and then she was gone. When he got home, he checked his roof, and there was a fingernail marking present. Juan said personally he used to take this route to get there, but he seen figures standing at the side of the road. Uh, but he thought it was his imagination until he uh, brought his friend, and he told her about Agnes. Uh, now he does not drive that way anymore, alone. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like uh, apparitions on the side of the highway, I feel like, is a pretty common like theme mm-hmm. amongst a lot of, um, you know, lore. Whether it be, you know, like runaways, uh, you know, people who were, you know, maybe unfortunately like victims of like murder or, you know. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, I would love to know more about Agnes. Uh, and luckily Juan did send us over like a little write up on her that was featured in like their newspaper newspaper. So I'll definitely post that into our Camp Cryptid uh, podcast. Oh, awesome. Uh, Reddit. Yeah. So that everybody can read about it. So and then if anybody in that area has heard of Agnes or, you know, has any has other inputs. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You That's... better write us. <laughs> Juan, thank you so much for doing that. That's like, like, we abs- we absolutely love, obviously, getting stories, but that's like the extra work that's so important because I would love to read that. Yeah. yeah. So we're super excited. So we'll definitely post that in the uh, Reddit for Camp Cryptid. So make sure to pop over there. And if you have any cool stories, too, about your local legends or any weird newspaper clippings that you find that are maybe a little weird, put them in there. We love that. So this next one isn't necessarily about uh, paranormal ghosts or entities. It is more about UFOs. And uh, here at Camp Cryptid, we are weirdos of all things horror and unknown. So we, we love both, hearing about your stories. <laughs> we both have UFO tattoos. We're very. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I would honestly love to get like 10 more. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're there. We're, yes, we're we out are. there. OK. So, David, uh, this is about a local legend uh, and a UFO. So he says he lives in Massachusetts and they have an area about 150 to 200 square miles called the Bridgewater Triangle. The towns within this zone have allegedly been the sites of all manner of paranormal activity from phantom hitchhikers to cryptids and UFO sightings, to name uh, only a few. He lives in a town slightly outside of the boundaries of this triangle and travels through it often. The strangest things he has observed are creepy sounds in the night while riding in the car. Uh, There have been books written on the subject, and uh, he wondered if we have ever heard of it. There's a lot of folklore to unpack about the Bridgewater Triangle, and it makes for fascinating reading. You know what? See, this is this is exactly why we love your. I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. Um, uh, you know, here's the thing: is I love reading about areas that might be affected by different uh, mag magnetic fields and different energies, and you know. between the Bermuda Triangle and now this, I mean, I would be fascinated to read more about that because, you know, who knows? Might be, like, some time travel and some weird shit involved, and I am here for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, it's, we all have our own local legends and lore, and obviously, uh, again, like you said, we, we want to hear from you so we can check out those things for ourselves. Because everybody hears about, like, Roswell and, like, all the, you know, generic ufo sightings, large places. ones yeah for sure so things like this are very different and i and i appreciate that yeah um, but it's interesting that it's like cryptids and ufo sightings and it's like i wonder if that area is like heavily wooded because i always find that there's there's a weird correlation between like things in like the woods and like weird shit that people see and missing people let's not forget about that that there's some weird there's some it's just a lot of weird in this little you know diagram (laughs) so we're on to our last story and this one comes from roberto 
He says it was the early 2010s and his family and him were in Puebla, Puebla, Mexico. Why can't I read? They were in Mexico visiting his grandma. Puebla. There we go. Puebla, (laughs) Mexico, visiting his grandma. And he says, my grandma lives in a small town surrounded by cornfields and near the highest volcanic summit in North America, which separates uh, Puebla. I cannot talk. Puebla. Is that right? Puebla. Puebla. And Vi- you got Veracruz. This. <laughs> oh my God. I'm Spanish. What is happening? Girl, you got this. Can't. Get that beautiful Latina going on. <laughs> uh, since it's a small town, there isn't much light pollution, so you can clearly see the stars, which is my favorite thing. I love that so much. That's uh, awesome. Beautiful. Uh, uh. That day, we arrived late to his grandmother's house. That day, we arrived late to my grandmother's house. We finished unloading our lounge from the- my uncle's car. When I hear my name being called, I run outside to figure out what's happening. My uncle just told me to look up at the stars and see if I could spot something. It took a few seconds looking at the stars where out of nowhere I see a small tiny light move. It wasn't a plane or satellite. This light moved really fast and did 90 degree sharp turns. I clearly knew that this was a UFO because of what I know there isn't any man-made object that can move and turn that fast in space. I kept looking at the light zooming across when I noticed there was another zooming past it. These lights were doing sharp turns of what looked like was... These lights were doing sharp turns and what it looked like was one trying to get to the other. They both ended up disappearing a few minutes later. Also that night, the moon was red and lined up perfectly centered with the peak of the volcano. That day happened to be Friday the 13th. Was it a coincidence? Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was truly awesome seeing it with my uncle. Rest in peace to him and to my grandmother who passed a few months ago. The small uh, the small town also has many stories from witches, animal shapeshifters, ghosts, UFOs, and big feathered snakes that can fly. And it was seen made and was seen many decades ago uh, i've got many other small creepy stories that i was told from my family roberto that's awesome first off yes i'm so sorry i probably pronounced your town name wrong that's sick that that has all that like lore to it so we definitely want to um look into that have you ever seen an air- like a ufo aircraft or anything like oh no no okay. i haven't no you know but you've watched lots of I, videos that make it be like, that shit's real. Okay. Well, well, well. Actually, so I, um, a couple years ago, I did see like a spherical little object in the sky that was like, like a bright orange red, right? Well, it started up kind of like, I would say at 12 o'clock in the sky. And this is at night. This is about 10 p.m. at night. Uh, and then the object changes from red to like yellow to orange and then disappears. So I go in and get Jay and I'm like, uh, Hey, so I just saw this weird thing in the sky. Come get it. Um, well, next thing you know, it shows up South of where it disappeared from like down at like, uh, like nine o'clock then. So it's like diagonal to it. Um, so I'm like, uh what the heck and then it did the same thing it went from like yellow to orange to red and then it looked like it like kind of imploded like it like it went small basically and disappeared and i have a video of it of the second part so you know this kind of could could it have been a drone absolutely could it have been you know something because i lived kind of out in the country out you know could have been i I, I, I am not classified military. I do not know what we have. Well, we, just, we got too many fucking drones. Stop with the drones. Let me just see the UFOs at this point. I will say I live like 20 minutes away from like a place where they tested like nuclear stuff. So like and they do kinetic energy weapons. So like maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it was a test. 
I, I live close to Wright Patterson Air Force Base, so maybe like military was doing some weird shit. I don't know. But I will say, I think that if things are doing like 90 degree sharp turns, I think that that's definitely weird for sure. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, surprisingly, my mom has a UFO thing. Oh uh, my God. See, we're your mom's fan. Club. I know. She's this. just everything. <laughs> she. I remember her telling me this like when she was younger, not younger, but I was alive. So years ago, um, she had saw, thought she saw something. And she was embarrassed to say it when she told her she was driving home from work. She she saw what she thought was a UFO, but it was like, yeah. oh, I'm it, I'm probably just imagining it. And then the next yeah. day, she went to work and was talking to um, the the girl, and she brought it up. So they had both seen the same thing around the same time at this like same area. So yeah, that was just enough for her to be like, all right, it might be something. There's something different going on. Yeah. See, yeah. like I. I think that, like, especially, like, uh, this area that Roberta lives in could be, like, more, like, it could have more things like the Bridgewater Triangle. It could be, like, areas where things are just more, like, you know, apt to happening and, like, you know. So I would definitely be more interested to hear, like, more stuff about, like, you know, the other stuff about, like, uh, witches and shapeshifters in the area. So, Roberto, if you're listening, (laughs) we would love to hear more. So absolutely. We also just want to do, like, a full UFO episode. It has to happen. I mean... Oh, we, we got to do like 10. <laughs> yeah, we have to go visit areas where, you know, that's a thing. Uh, maybe not Area 51, but just areas. Oh, listen. Where... But listen, even if we go like sometime to Vegas and we just yeah. do a Vegas trip and uh, we uh, I think Area 51 is like 80 miles outside of Vegas or something. We could just rent a car, go there, take some pictures outside of Area 51. Like, hey, peace, peace signs. <laughs> yep. Like, well, the one thing I mentioned earlier when we were talking about this, too, is like this year. They were just like, yeah, aliens are real. Here's some footage. Like, didn't even talk about they – were, they posted UFO stuff. Tom Dolan was like, hi, I'm taking over. Yes, aliens are real. Yes, UFOs are a thing. And then nobody just – it just blew over. I know. Everybody was like, yeah, but, you know, like, we haven't seen them. And also, like, I guess this was, like, during COVID or something when that happens. So like, eh. Eh, COVID, meh. I thought that that would change things, you know? Yeah. Maybe I think I think a, a big thing is is that people haven't seen them maybe is like people haven't physically seen what an alien is. You know, maybe the government that's why has like, the government 100% has. You're going to tell me I can't have my Mars attacks moment not like when everybody dies. I just thought that it would happen where they'd be like here's at least a picture of one. Yo, but I would be so down for it being like an interplanetary like society where it's like all different races like on Mass Effect and it's all different like aliens and like species and like we're all just hanging out and like yeah. maybe like romancing each other. I don't know. Anything could happen in that universe and I'm not going to get Garrus Erica. <laughs> you went right for listen, romance. Uh, listen, I I was into Thane. I'm into lizard people. I'm here for it. Like I'm I I would be an advocate for like a lizard humanoid society like i'm here yeah. for it that's like uh what was that show called v do you remember that? oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. reptilian species stuff i'm like i'd make out it's fine <laughs> it's kind of weird though because like there are so many sightings and uh you know it was so funny because uh, y'all i'm such a weirdo like one time on my way to london we were um basically getting shuttled in dc from like a different terminal and we had to all even the pilots had to get on this like little shuttle bus to shuttle to the next thing right so of course me being the fucking weirdo i am 
I'm right next to the pilots, and I turn to them, and I go, I look at them, and I smile, and I go, so, aliens. And, and like, the one guy laughs. The other guy's like, oh, no, I've never seen it. I'm like, yeah, right, bud. Yeah, right. Fucking liar. Okay. You file Yeah, them. okay. You just don't want to say, okay, I know you're trying to maintain, like, this cool image. Like, oh, cool guy pilot. Okay, cool. Whatever. Lame. Um, you know so, they definitely see something. Like, there's all this stuff with, like, um the military planes and gremlins and shit you know they gotta see something in there exactly well the one guy who he was like so pumped he was like okay he's like yeah he's like i've seen things he's like let me show you something weird so he gets out his phone and he opens up his phone and shows me this this image of when they were flying i didn't i think he was saying to japan he uh they, there's this area of water where they can't explain this phenomenon and as far as i know i don't think it's been explained now I, if there are scientific people out there who like work in this area and you're like that's bioluminescence of whatever algae or whatever then please correct me because i am an idiot but <laughs> this this guy pulls out his phone and it's this uh it's in the sea and it's all these little red lights coming out of the sea like for like a mile and he's like this is the weirdest thing i've seen and he shows me the video of him flying over, taking this thing of where they're flying over, and it's all these little red lights coming out of the sea. Yeah, but I haven't How seen, like, red lights out of the sea. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, the thing is, is, like, a lot of people, when they've seen them, uh, like, especially like, pilots and stuff, say that they see, like, uh, like UFOs coming out of the water or, like, water bubbling around, like, the area where, you know, either the UFO, you know, went into or came out of. So, um, I mean, here, I... I I don't want to get totally into it, but I'm a hollow earth baby. Like I believe like there's all like Antarctica, there's shit up there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like y'all, I read a lot of weird books and, um, I just, you know, I, I think that would be so interesting to, you know, like, I don't know. No, I think it's, I think it's a good, interesting perspective to have. And I think it makes sense. And, um, you know, we, we both research so much on UFOs. I've watched so many videos and things that like, I think we could do a solid deep dive into it, but I, I there's always somebody, either you or somebody you know or somebody that they know that have had a small occurrence where they wonder if something they've seen is that. So I think it's cool as fuck that that pilot did that with you. I would if there's pilots listening that have seen weird shit, or if there's just people listening who have seen weird shit, you know we want to hear it. Please submit it to us. That's what we're here to do. Um, you know, we're really focused on all different subjects like we're not just sticking to one thing on this podcast uh our next two episodes are gonna be very focused on a two-part series which is gonna be really cool for you guys and Ooh, yes we love that you know this is like uh, as much as we love doing that too we really really love taking these viewer submission episodes and kind of deep diving like and making theories potentially on things that you've experienced so maybe you've seen something you don't know what the hell it is you can describe it to us and we'll try to figure it out on our own because we're here for that exactly yeah. And you know, in the meantime, if the FBI, you know, listens to us and wants to hire us <laughs> for the X Files. <laughs> We're really, really Listen, good I at tried this. to I tried to apply, but they I guess they, they aren't cool with weed, so <laughs> I mean how I mean, come on. I could I'd be perfect undercover. Oh yeah. No, you would. <laughs> oh God, I'm lame. All right, it's so okay. that like forty two minutes. We probably got like Oh girl. Is <laughs> there anything you wanted to add to this story wise? Oh, you know what? Speaking of, you know, UFOs and like all of that stuff, you know, you sent me this crazy video on TikTok of a girl who, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Lewis sent me this amazing video because she's so good with TikTok. I'm trash with TikTok. Bless no, her for you're being great, like you're great, good. You're great. <laughs> um, so she sent me this video of a girl saying, you know, she 
she felt like she had been abducted and her proof was that she actually had the ovarian scars of where her eggs were removed um and to prove it so you know there are so many you know interesting stories about these things and like you know i i I feel like it's so terrible when when people feel shamed that they can't be you know honest and like upfront and talk to people about these things. You know, we see that a lot of times when it comes to like cryptid sightings or UFO sightings or, you know, sightings with things that can't be, you know, necessarily explained in a logical sense. But, you know, like even Bigfoot stuff, some people like are afraid to talk about Bigfoot. Like there's the one guy who was, uh, you know, he said he was abducted by a Bigfoot for a couple days and, you know, he didn't want to tell the story until he was like an old man. <laughs> and, you know, it was like 50 years later. So it's just like, well, you know, have you ever seen fire in the sky? So what Fire in the Sky is uh, a film based on the book that's called The Walton Experience, and it's by Travis Walton. And in the book, it talks about how he was abducted by a UFO. Um, and so, like, he – it's all about his experience. It's supposed to be a true story of it and um, kind of just, like, everything that happened to him after he came back to Earth and stuff. It's super – though. it's – because it's made – what is it, like, the 80s, I want to say? No, it's 93. Um, because it's in 93 – like, the way that they show the grays and the way that it looks like, it's very terrifying, like, to me. Like, it, it's super gross. I think you would really like it. My mom showed me this as a kid, which oh, is, like, way mom. too early again. Love it. Um, but <laughs> no. that's one that's supposed to be based on a true story, and I think it's very interesting. Um, and it's also, I believe multiple men went up. Like, I think it was a group of four or five of them, but it's all about him and his story and uh, what happens after he... Um, comes back to earth and i believe that he also i believe that they think that he murdered people but he was just like nah man i was abducted by aliens so there's a oh, whole no, like yeah. true crimey aspect to it yeah it shows i him, mean like, in a cocoon and like all this weird shit yeah a cocoon yeah oh my god uh, it's so gross. a cocoon Woo, that's crazy yeah so that's one again because it's like based on true it would be interesting but um yeah i mean people are afraid to to express themselves and i don't blame them because of how people get treated when they do that yeah but i mean with that being said if you do have an experience or you know you have uh you know abduction stories that you know like maybe a popular culture thing or something that's you know widely talked about please still send it our way because maybe we haven't heard of it and um again we we love we love when you all get involved like it makes our day because it just feels like this fun little community of of all of us just being our own little x-files team which is real fun. yes i love that so much uh so thank you guys so much for listening if you want to check out past episodes of cam cryptid you go to camcryptedpodcast.com you can also find all the different ways to listen to us we're now available directly through our website as well as spotify apple podcast uh Podbean, youtube lots of different ways to listen you can also leave us a review if you like our episodes over on apple podcast um and we also have tons of social media facebook instagram twitter let us know how we're doing have conversations with us we're constantly posting new uh we're posting new photos about stuff but we're also trying to do interactive stuff and ask you about your favorite things so make sure to check us out there yeah and we're gonna also be doing a lot of promo shoots coming up to kind of uh kick off the end of our season one and the kicking off of season two and we're super excited to um you know do more like 
fun theme shoots and you know even plan maybe some cool haunted locations to go yes. to which yes. we are here for <laughs> yeah hopefully uh you know the world is a little bit easier to travel next year so we can go to all the places and see all the yeah, things. Yeah, y'all, we're trying to be Indiana Jones explorers over here. So yes, we, <laughs> we got to get to these haunted places. Hell yeah. Well, I think that is everything for today's episode of Camp Cryptid. And we'll see you again next time, campers. Bye, y'all.